Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win, like MyBookie. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use MyBookie for daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance to hit payday. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag and on your first deposit, use promo code TSUS to grab a deposit match up to $1,000. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Plus 38,000 on the Eagles and Chiefs. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Guys, joining us on today's show, very excited. He is the host of Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, weekdays on Outkick.com. One of the best in the business when it comes to talking college football, NFL, really sports, anything in general, you name it. Our good friend, Chad Withrow, he joins the show. Chad, appreciate you taking the time, my friend, as I was telling you off air. Been admiring you guys' work from afar for quite some time, and so I'm honored to be speaking with you, man. I appreciate you doing this. Well, you got a terrific voice, first and foremost. So you, you've got the pipes for this. So great job on that. And happy to be on the show. Uh, I, I love any show that deals with one SEC program. Uh, it's some. It's the lifeblood of a lot of different fan bases out there. So anytime I get an invite to join a show like yours, I always jump at the opportunity uh, to talk to you and your viewers and listeners. So appreciate you inviting me on the show. Thanks for the kind words. Chad, absolutely, man. The beauty is indeed in the banter when it comes to SEC football. And before we get to that, I got to ask, obviously, you being with OutKick.com, for many out there, what's it like working with Clay Travis? I mean, you see this guy on social media, the million followers, the back and forth with Dave Portnoy, but obviously he he's built a monster over at OutKick. For those who maybe aren't familiar, I mean, what's, what's a day in the life or, or a day working with a Clay Travis like, if you will? Well, I probably get a very different Clay Travis experience because uh, I've been such good friends with him for so long. Uh, our our relationship's a little bit different than most. So I met Clay in 2007 at the SEC championship game between Tennessee and LSU. And I knew who he was because at the time he was writing a college football fun type column for CBS Sportsline was the website then. So I saw him at a bar the night before the game. We're both Tennessee fans. And I approached him and said, hey, I, I love reading your work. I, at the time, I worked with a local radio show with George Plaster in Nashville. He said, hey, I work at 104.5 The Zone in Nashville. I produce a show there. I do some stuff on the side on my own as well. We should host a show together. You should be on the station. You're a native Nashvillian. I, I think your, your writing is very clever. We should do a show together. And about a month and a half later, we launched Clay Nation, which was on Tuesday nights, on a Nashville radio station from 7 to 9 p.m. So Clay's first ever radio gig was actually co-hosting with me on that show. And then we know the rest of the story. He worked his way up. He got a permanent gig on a midday show at the time that became an afternoon drive time show in Nashville. That became a Fox Sports radio show, which became OutkickTheCoverage.com, which became basically Clay being the next Rush Limbaugh, replacing him on radio. So uh, his career really did a lot of things and twists and turns along the way. Uh, but I've known Clay for years. He's one of my best friends. Great dude. I love working with him. 
when I had the opportunity to go work for Clay at Outkick, uh, I jumped at it. And we became the first show of his with the Outkick Network. Then, of course, he sold to Fox. And Clay still has some involvement in the company as well. But it's been a blast. So uh, I, I should get someone else on that's maybe had a, a worse experience with Clay. I'm sure there's something out there. Uh, but our my experience has been great because we've been good friends for a long time. And I think most people who work closely with Clay really admire him, really like working with him. And one thing you can't deny about Clay, whether you agree or disagree with any of his takes, his opinions, his politics, anything, the dude is smart. And I love working for smart. So whenever you get a chance, always default to smart. And that's been Clay's approach throughout. And I think it's really worked well for him. Yeah, Chad, I think it's really fascinating, too, from the business side of things. You know, I, I see it, I think, from a little bit of a different scope because I, I do run this business myself, been doing so for going on, what, four or five years or so. And so I, I know what it's like day in, day out, going through some of the battles, if you will, that you face as an entrepreneur and surely on social media because we see OutKick, we see yourself, we see Clay Travis, we see the entire OutKick team, though. It's like the – People don't really understand like the day in, day out, the grind of it first off, the content side. But the, you know, I, I really just highly respect anyone who's willing to go behind the mic, have a voice, and stand on their opinions because you obviously face that backlash every single day and it just gets kind of chaotic and kind of crazy. And I, for one, from me to you, Chad, just say I respect the hell out of that, just watching you guys the way you operate. So, I mean, it, it, it gets fairly crazy, I would imagine, especially talking to all of the SEC teams you know, national sports, uh, going beyond sports, that scope, obviously. I mean, you guys, it's to a whole different level when it comes to the OutKick team, I feel like. Well, it's 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 a lot of stuff at OutKick for sure. And what we've always tried to focus on with, with Hot Mike, with myself and Jonathan Hutton, is we are more of the sports branch of that OutKick tree, right? So if the OutKick you describe as a media company is this uh, enormous oak, with a bunch of branches on it and you've got some politics, you've got some lifestyle stuff, you've got pop culture um, and you've got, uh, you know, entertainment, movies, television. We always wanted sports to be the biggest branch and the most branches of OutKick. And it continues to be that way. It's still a sports focused site that obviously now gets into a lot of other things. Uh, I'm not an overly political guy. You know, I, I tend to usually side with the politics of OutKick more often than not. Uh, but I consider myself more of a, a centrist, kind of a down-the-middle guy on a lot of issues, so I'm not overly political. So the great thing with OutKick is, you know, we were hired to do a sports show and to do a national sports show. Now, that's the different part of it, right? I, for years, I, I did what you're doing. We're mainly covering, you know, South Carolina. I, I was mainly covering the Titans, the Tennessee Vols, Vanderbilt, the Nashville Predators, all local Nashville sports and state of Tennessee sports. That show became very easy to do. We could show up and say, oh, well, Will Levis had a great day on Sunday in his debut. We're going to spend an entire week discussing and taking calls on Will Levis. Or, oh, Tennessee had a great game. We're going to spend half the show talking about that. And you just open up the phone lines and away you go. It's fun. And it was easy, right? The challenge then became taking that and doing more of a national model without phone calls on video with more visual graphics involved in it. And that really did become a challenge for it. But I think, you know, we're, we're enjoying it. it. It's very different. But I like getting to 20, 25 different topics across the country and around the world of sports. And we're not going to abandon the, our pop culture takes or you know, opinion segments on that also. We're going to try to mix some fun and do some different things with the show. And that part of it has been great. And I think the beauty of 
of working for OutKick right now is being allowed to do what we know and been given the the leeway to use our expertise in areas we know. And look, we're always going to be Southern guys that love the SEC more than anything else. But the great thing with the SEC, as you know, is it's a national brand. You can talk about the SEC in Seattle, Washington, and people care because Washington fans are concerned with what's going to happen with the SEC teams that may be ahead of them in the college football playoff ranking, whatever it may be. It's big time. It's the NFL of college football. It's big time. It plays on a national scale. So all of that has been great for us, and we get to continue talking sports, which first and foremost is is really what we want to do. And Chad, I promise we're going to get into the sports, but forgive me. I'm just fascinated with your journey and obviously what you do. What would you say has been the greatest part of the challenge going from one team to national? Is it trying to keep up with all these different teams? Is it trying to determine what are the top topics that people care about? Like, like what is, what is, would you say like the most or was the most or still is the most daunting challenge of kind of making sure you're hitting on everything. Cause obviously you, you can't talk about everybody. It's a much different grind versus like what we're doing. Like, you know, fans of our show, they care about who the third string left tackle is. Nobody on a national scale cares about that type of stuff. You know, it's always, and, and I'm sure, you know, for, for you, you, you realize this, like our, our listeners, our viewers, they're a lot like us in our interest. So you got to keep that in mind as you make decisions on topics. So I, I've done this since 2004 when I started in radio. I feel like the person I'm talking to, you can't presume anything. You can't think that everybody thinks or acts just like you or wants just what you want, right? But a lot of times, if you default to, this is what I'd like to hear a discussion about. This interests me. This is a big story, and we should be talking about it this way. I think when you go with that, it, it tends to work out. And that's kind of been our approach, right? A good example is this Jim Harbaugh stuff. You know, now you got Connor Stallions wearing the Central Michigan coaching gear on the sideline. There's just another element to this every day. And I think really getting into the weeds and dissecting it from all angles has been interesting for us and our viewer on the show. So we're going to continue leading the show, talking about every element of that. There are some times where stories just feel like it came down from heaven for you. And I think this is one of them for our discussion points on the show. But really, I don't I don't know that it's rocket science. You do the same thing with your show. Everybody who hosts anything, you talk about what you're interested in, knowing that those that are going to you for information or entertainment are probably a lot like you and have similar interests. And they want to be entertained or informed in the same way. So as long as we take that approach, don't insult our viewer or listener and don't pander. Uh, that's another big problem now is kind of the pandering element of it, right? That, that's one thing we don't do on our show. You know, if we disagree with something that's on the OutKick website, you know, we'll say it. Now, we'll we'll talk about what we agree with or disagree with, because I think people can see through phoniness right away on a show. So we try to avoid that at all costs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, Chad, on to sports, and we'll start with this Michigan stuff. It's it's fascinating what's going on right now, of course, with the NCAA. Who knows when we have a resolution? But South Carolina was really dragged into this, and it was, ironically enough, mostly by Tennessee fans because there was a connection of that Connor Stallions was helping an opponent of a potential college football playoff opponent, and everyone immediately assumed that that team was South Carolina because of what the Gamecocks did Lost 38-6 to to Florida. Seven days later, they beat Tennessee 63-38. Your thoughts on South Carolina's potential involvement, and if something were to come out that this were true, what do you think the fallout would be for South Carolina football? Look, I mean, I, I don't think anybody has any proof of anything right now, right? I think everything – whatever they have on these hard drives or whatever this third-party law firm has, they hand it over. I think it's pretty clear that it's damning evidence how quickly the NCAA and the Big Ten has acted on this. So it, it'll all come out. If there was any type of digital communication with anyone on South Carolina staff, with anyone related to Michigan or Connor Stallions, I think we're going to know about that. I do think it's a crazy coincidence that South Carolina looked pretty mediocre all year and suddenly looked great for two games, right? And it just happened to be against the two opponents that Michigan scouted in Tennessee and, and Clemson. Now, defensively, I look at that game and I think Tennessee did almost whatever they wanted most of the game. You know, the defense had the play cards for the first time. They're looking at the sideline a lot more. There's a lot of funny little coincidences that I think need to be explained at some point if, if South Carolina did nothing on this end. Uh, the Clemson game also, it is strange that the way South Carolina looked before, then the way they looked those two games, and then kind of the way they've looked since then, it is a little bit odd. But again, I have no proof. So if Shane Beamer claims, you know, he had nothing to do with it, he had nothing to do with it until something else comes out, that that's what we got to kind of roll with. Um, I, I think the biggest part of this is if there's any proof that just not, it's one thing to affect your own program and try to gain an advantage over your opponent in a given week by doing something illegal. That, that's bad enough. And they're going to face punishment for that. But if this went beyond that and there was any type of interference to affect other programs to knock people out of the pecking order of the college football playoff as what's been as what's been insinuated by other coaches out there, that's really bad. Him on the sideline working with Central Michigan against a rival in Michigan State, that's awful. Just the appearance of that, this is next level. It's one thing when the American government or the CIA – decides to do something to help America and American intelligence. It's a different operation when you're going into foreign countries and setting up a puppet regime to help America. 
that that's where this goes to now. The tentacles of this thing is really widespread. We're going to find out because that law firm that has all this information, I'm assuming that stuff is going to get leaked at some point. I'm assuming Connor Stallions, who now has no future in football coaching, is going to talk. It's going to be one hell of a Netflix docuseries when every part of this is revealed and he talks about everything he did and everything he tried to do uh, with all of this, and he's going to get paid to do so. I'm fascinated by all of it, but I think that's where it goes to the next level, right? Jim Harbaugh, I think, is done uh, at the end of the year regardless, and this is really bad for Michigan. But it's one thing to just go and scout signs off-site to affect your games, then taking that to the next level and either handing information over to other programs to help you or try to destroy the seasons of your rivals by showing up on sidelines for other teams. That's next level bad. The Spurs Up Show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code Spurs up for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code Spurs up, S P or S U P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And game time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at game time. Go download the game time app or go to gametime.co. And when you do Create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S P or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, Chad, moving to the state of South Carolina specifically, I saw you had mentioned and you had some commentary about the Dabo Sweeney comments on his call in show. So we've got that Dabo Sweeney clapping back at Tyler from Spartanburg, who became somewhat of a celebrity overnight. We've got Shane Beamer kicking a Gatorade cooler and breaking his foot, and it seems like every single press conference that he has, there's some viral clip or comment from it. Is there something in the water in the Palmetto State? Like, what do you make of the coaches, both Dabo Sweeney and Shane Beamer, that it seems like – I feel like, Chad, every week 
they're like they're trying to outdo each other. It, it, it is just it's been wild to watch this season, and I think it goes with the the performances on the field as well and the struggles both teams have had. Yeah, things get crazy when things go south, right? Like w- what you want more than anything is when your team is losing is for everything to kind of be quiet around that. You know, fans want emotion. The fans, first off, they're going to be emotional because they're fans, and I and I get it, right? We're all fans. We're all we all come from somewhere. We're all fans of something, so we all get emotional. We want some sort of immediate, visceral response to everything. Well, what you really want in a program is things aren't going well on the field. Let's keep it tight. Let's keep everything in-house. Let's keep working. Let's try to turn this thing around and get some level of positivity before the end of the season. South Carolina and Clemson are two examples of going the wrong way with that, right? Season's not going the way either program wanted. And now there's more noise around the program, and a lot of it is self-inflicted. I really like Shane Beamer. He's joined our show a number of times. I think he's a pretty genuine guy. I think he's genuinely that, you know, charismatic, energetic, all of those things. It's who he is. I don't think he's faking it. And I've always enjoyed talking to him. But there are times where you probably should just take a breath and not say exactly what's on your mind. You know, you don't need to go and do a diatribe about how you call great plays, but the guys just don't execute and aren't doing the right thing, right? That's not going to help you. For a program that lost a lot of big-time transfers, that's not going to help you keep guys in-house at South Carolina. Dabo Sweeney, the same thing. I thought when I first heard his rant, I was like, man, this guy's making a lot of good points. He seems pretty calm about it. I think Dabo handled himself well. Then I went back and listened to the caller, and while the caller, you know, said everything Dabo said that he said, I thought it was in a more respectful tone than I was expecting from the caller. So then I thought, well, maybe he was a little bit over the top. I think the biggest mistake Dabo Sweeney has made, separate of not embracing the transfer portal and NIL and all that, which has put him behind the eight ball and has made Clemson a program that was a power that's now in decline. There's no doubt about that. They're headed in the wrong direction. From the start of last season to now, they are way going in the wrong direction. But the biggest mistake Dabo Sweeney made, and I think Clemson fans would agree with this, you can't start talking about how I'm going to go somewhere else and win. Right? When Dabo Sweeney says, hey, I only answered the president, the board of trust, and my athletic director, and if they want to come to me after this season and say that I'm no longer the guy, then I'll just go somewhere else. Uh, Don't do that. You're making $11.5 million. The caller's right about that. You don't want to bite the hand that feeds and you don't want to take some fan problems and then carry that over to, oh, if this is the way you feel as my boss, then fire me now and I'll go somewhere else and, and win the same way. I, I think that was the mistake in that whole rant from Dabo. Now, Chad, looking at the rest of the SEC, I'll ask you simply put, we saw Georgia over this past weekend dismantle the Florida Gators. I think just, again, performances like those reminding everyone they're still – the creme de la creme of college football, although they're not ranked number one in the latest college football playoff rankings. Simply put, Chad, can Georgia win it all without Brock Bowers? If they don't have his services, do you still think Georgia's the best team in college football and can hoist the trophy for the third straight year? Well, I learned two years ago just not to doubt Georgia. Uh, that That is a program that I'm, I'm done doubting. And by the way, that was South Carolina's best performance of the year. You know, looking back, I mean, they, they had a shot at halftime up at, in Athens uh, a really crazy game when you think back on the way both those seasons have gone since then. Um, no, I, I think they've got a good chance. I think Lad McConkey we saw is going to be more of a focal point of the offense now for Georgia. He was great in the cocktail party on Saturday. That defense, it, they're going to do what Kirby Smart defenses do. They're going to have 
absolute manimals on the outside covering receivers that can lock guys up one-on-one, and they're going to get after the quarterback. They're going to play aggressive, fast. They're going to rally to the football. It's real simple. You know, they teach good, hard, fundamental defensive football. They get the five five and four-star talents at corner that can cover your best wide receiver, and they're going to get after you. There's no real secret to what Kirby Smart's doing. He's getting better players than everyone else. Uh, They teach a good style of defensive football, and the offense is going to have enough talent and enough guys to get it done. So I'm done doubting them. Uh, They're still my favorite to win the national championship right now. They have not looked quite the same at times this year. This Saturday is going to be a big test against Missouri. Um, then they get Ole Miss, then they go to Tennessee. At, in Neyland Stadium is probably going to be their biggest test the rest of the way based on the, the fact that Tennessee's won, I think, 13 straight now in Knoxville. So it's going to be fun to check out the rest of the way, but I'm definitely not going to doubt Kirby Smart in Georgia. They, they look like the best team in the country, and if not, a team that's definitely going to be playing in the playoffs. Chad, speaking of Tennessee football, obviously you were a Tennessee man. Your thoughts on Josh Heupel, the program, obviously – uh, things got a little sideways early with that loss in Gainesville, which I, I don't know if there's some voodoo doll out there or a hex, or I'm sure, again, you could probably expand more on that. But either way, Tennessee has bounced back in a big way. They dismantled South Carolina. They got a big win this past weekend over Kentucky on the road at night. I know Lexington is not the most hostile environment, but there's no such thing as a bad road win in the SEC. Just the overall scope of Josh Heupel's program, your thoughts, your feelings on it. The I feel like it's on a positive trajectory, especially, and I think it'll come down to Nico working out in the future at the quarterback position. But just overall feelings on the work Josh Heupel's done to this point. Yeah, so you remember the movie Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where the kid has the voodoo doll and he's stabbing the voodoo doll and it's hurting uh, Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford at that point. I feel like that kid is Steve Spurrier somewhere every time Tennessee plays Florida. And right when you think Tennessee's better, he's stabbing the, the the voodoo doll in the back, and Tennessee forgets how to play football. That's just been the case, especially in Gainesville, that they forget how to play the game. It's it's unexplainable. Uh, the mental vex that Tennessee has against, against Florida. The same can be said for Tennessee-Kentucky in football. I've seen plenty of years where Kentucky, going into a Tennessee game, you feel like they've got the advantage, they're home, many years they're better. We're playing better than Tennessee. You think this is the year they're going to do it. And uh, Tennessee finds a way to win. They found a way to win again on Saturday night in Lexington. I think overall trajectory for Josh Heupel is good. He's done a terrific job. I mean, there's there's no denying that. He exceeded expectations in year one, far exceeded expectations in year two. I think this year they're meeting expectations. I thought coming in this was a nine and three or eight and four team. And guess what? They're likely going to be an eight and four team. Right, if they lose to Missouri and Georgia, they're eight and four and beat uh, UConn and Vandy, which they should, and they could beat Missouri and maybe they could upset Georgia and get to nine wins or ten wins this year. So I think everything is on track. I always thought this season was going to be the floor for Josh Heupel, and what I mean by that is the transition from Hendon Hooker, who was the perfect quarterback for this offense, to Joe Milton, who is a, a good game manager, but that's really what he is as a quarterback. He's not great. I thought this would establish if last year was the ceiling or close to it, this year would be the floor. So if eight and four is the floor for Tennessee, that's really good. Then you get Nico Iamaleava next year, as you mentioned. Um, That's the big key. Tennessee needs to come out and take care of business on Saturday so they can start to see what they have with Nico and he can get some reps in the second half of this game against UConn. 
But I honestly never take anything for granted in this world of NIL and transfer portal. Who knows if Nico Yamaleava is going to be back next year? Who knows if he decides to transfer back to the West Coast or whatever's going to happen? You guys have seen that at South Carolina. You know guys coming in or guys going out. It's just it's hard to really plan two, three years in advance the way you did in college football 10, 15, 20 years ago. You looked at your freshman class and said, oh, these guys will continue to develop, and in two years they're going to be really good. You can't really say that about anyone right now because you don't know who's coming back, who's staying. It's it's really crazy to see how that is. But Josh Heupel overall, terrific job. The offense clearly works. They've got a good defense this year also to complement it. So I think things are, are headed in the right direction. But I, I refrain from really making too many prognostications a full year out because I have no idea who's coming back on any roster. Chad, to your point, NIL and transfer portal have changed the game. On that note, really quickly, I mean, your your thoughts on the way this thing has evolved, right? Because what it was just two years ago, two and a half years ago or so, that NIL became a thing and Pandora's box was opened. And the way it's evolved has been so interesting. And you look at, you know, these case studies like Florida State and Ole Miss, and like they're proving that the way to win is the transfer portal. That's not to say that high school recruiting is a lost art or anything, but especially, Chad, for a school, I think, like a South Carolina, like a Kentucky, like an Arkansas, like, you know, I look at Shane Beamer. If he's going to win big at South Carolina, it's going to have to come in the portal. And coaches, you have to do that because you're not getting more than five years tops, I think, to build a program. Most cases, it's less than that. So your thoughts on NIL, the portal, what it's done to coaches' expectations and just – where you see this thing going? I mean, overall, I don't love it, right? I think all of us college football fans from way back probably don't love too much change. I understand where it's necessary, and, to- and totally NIL is what should be happening. Guys should have the ability to make money off their name, image, and likeness. No one's going to argue that now. Um, but the way it's being used, I don't know that that's, that's overall sustainable for college football long term because there are rules in the NFL. You know, when you pay for players, uh, there's a lot of stringent salary cap rules, tampering rules, all of that. It's just kind of the wild, wild west in college football right now. I think the main thing is every program's ratio is different. At Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin, their ratio is 75% transfer portal. They're going to build their roster year in, year out, and cycle guys out quickly and bring in a lot of transfers. At a Utah, it's 95% high school players coming in that fit their, their mold and they're going to develop those guys over the years and have a really good veteran-laden team. Every team is different. South Carolina might maybe 70-30, right? I think Tennessee probably wants to be about 90-10, high school recruiting, and then mix in some big-time transfers every year. So every coach has to decide what they want to be and how they want to do it and where they're going to be most successful. Certain programs makes a lot more sense, like an Ole Miss, to be heavily reliant on the transfer portals. Where others, you can do what you want. If you're Georgia or Alabama, or to some extent Tennessee, you know LSU, some of these programs, Florida, they can kind of decide what ratio they want of high school recruiting with transfer portal. But the main thing is when you get a guy who's a player, you got to keep them happy. And that may be the hardest part of all of this is making sure that they're getting what they need and what they want. So they're going to stay and develop through your program because – as you know, once you find that diamond in the rough and they they explode and they're good for your program, the last thing you want is for them to then pack up and go somewhere else. And I think that's the toughest part right now for coaches and collectives. 
Dad, as an SEC man, I know you're looking forward to the game of the weekend this weekend, LSU and Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Thoughts on that ball game? Do you have a pick? And would an LSU win signal sort of a changing of the guard in the SEC West when it comes to those two schools? I think Alabama wins. I think they've sort of figured out what they are and what they do well with Jalen Milrow. The defense has been good you know, pretty much throughout the season. Um, this is not a great Alabama team, but this is a bad LSU defense. I think that's really the difference in the game. LSU's offense is as good as anyone in the country, and they can light it up. Daniels has been terrific this year. Malik Neighbors is awesome. They can do anything they want offensively. But I think, it, you know, in, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama has the advantage. I think it's going to be a great game, close. But I think Alabama wins, and I think it's going to be, you know, what everybody kind of expected, probably Alabama and Georgia in Atlanta for the SEC championship. The final SEC championship game as we know it with Texas and Oklahoma coming in next year. Dad, final thing, and I'll get you out of here, my man. Again, I appreciate you taking the time. You just mentioned it, the expansion of the SEC. And I know this is more of an off-season topic, so I apologize, but conference realignment, it feels like we're going to mega conferences or what have you. Uh, obviously, the the Pac-12, the Pac-4, whatever they're called now, they're done as they know it, which is ironic because of the the season they're having this year. But Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC. Uh, just overall thoughts on conference expansion, good, bad, and and who would you see or do you see the SEC adding any more teams in the future? Would you rule that out or is that a possibility? I don't like it, but it was always inevitable, right? These, these massive conferences deciding, hey, uh, this is what we got to do for money. You know, th- we're going to make more money doing this, and this is also kind of what we're doing for survival. And it's, it is survival of, of the fittest at this point. So I think we've always been headed towards a 40 to 50 team super conference that's going to be the NFL of college football. They're going to collectively bargain their media rights, TV deals, everything. It's headed that direction. But until we get there right now, it's going to be a big two. It's the Big Ten and the SEC. And those two conferences can pull in whoever they want or they can leave people out to not get big pieces of the pie. That's going to be gigantic for those two conferences. Everyone else is going to be left fighting for scraps. And as the media industry changes and ESPNs of the world aren't as quick as they're losing money to give a ton of money to every conference to make sure they get every bit of college football or college basketball on, I think you're going to see people be a lot more selective. But in being selective, everybody's going to want the NFL. They're going to want the Big Ten. They're going to want the SEC. So those conferences are fine. But the inevitable that's going to happen that I don't love because I love the old-time conferences and having some conference pride with everyone, where we're headed is a 50-team college football super conference that essentially is going to be governed like the NFL, central governing body over schedule, TV rights, everything. That's where we're headed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Chad Withrow, the host of Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern weekdays on Outkick.com. Chad, let folks know exactly where they can tune in the show just in case I miss anything. Yeah, the Outkick YouTube page is probably the easiest place where you can see the show in its entirety. Uh, we're on live 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern time every day. You can also play it back at any point after that. Uh, I'm on Twitter X, whatever we're calling it now, at the Chad Withrow. You can follow me there. Uh, but, yeah, I'd say YouTube is probably the easiest place to watch the show every day. Chad, I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Truly a great conversation. Let's definitely do it again soon. Hey, thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. 